Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, Clicks Nation. This is Adam with Clicksing It, and this is episode 147. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a doubleheader again this week. We are having another episode tomorrow with the Clicks Dad and uh, our buddy Dan, and I think Miles or Kane will be joining us as well. And we're going to talk all about Worlds and this weekend and everything that happened. However, none of us on tomorrow's podcast were at Worlds. I tried my best to stay informed. If I did sometimes preemptively put out any false information out there, I apologize, but I was trying to follow as much as I could while filming a wedding on Saturday, and then I was fishing yesterday, and it was just, uh, I tried to get as much information as possible out there to the Clicks fans so they were updated as well. But I do have on tonight a guest and a teammate who, oddly enough, same, shares the same wedding anniversary as me and years, which is seven, and that is our teammate Ryan Rebman, who went to Worlds along with his wife and our other buddy Ryan Rio. So, Ryan, again, welcome to the podcast. We haven't had you on in a few months, but it's good to have you back on here. Thanks. Glad to be back. So let's talk a little bit about Worlds. Um, I didn't go, obviously, like I said. Super jealous about this entire weekend. I've been telling us or telling everybody in the Discord and on Facebook how jealous I have been. So I am going to be making it work next year. I don't care uh, because it sounds like it was just a blast. So I just wanted – this isn't going to be more of a what happened, Worlds, like teams and who won and stuff like that, but it's going to be more of a – Worlds experience. So if anybody out there is interested in going to Worlds next year, we have Ryan's story now to kind of talk about it. So Worlds was Thursday through Sunday, correct? Uh yes. Correct. And you flew out you flew out Wednesday? Uh no, we got in uh early Thursday. Okay, early Thursday. And early Thursday the event was a Silver Age, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, yeah, they did a Silver Age event on Thursday, and then the X-Men slap went uh, at like 5 p.m., I think they launched one. Okay, so let's talk about Thursday first. So you flew in. Tell us about uh, checking in, waiting in line, signing up for events, things like that, kind of your experience. Uh, well, it was a little bit of a rocky start. We called to get our shuttle, and uh, they said that they'd be there in uh, a minute or two, but maybe up to 20 minutes. And uh, after an hour of waiting, we ended up just getting a lift to bring us to the uh, the hotel. Um, but then we were, we got there before check-in, so we uh, just checked our bags and headed over to the exhibition center and then uh, just kind of waited in line for I don't even know how long that was. Uh, the lines were definitely one of the rough spots for the whole weekend, though, I think. Um, I think it was a little bit of a rocky start getting back to the live events or the big run events. 
Um, and then what's that? I say, what time did the exhibit hall open for people to start filing in? Um, let's see. We got there. Uh, the actual Thursday stuff. It was supposed to. The shop was supposed to open at two, and I don't think it opened until like three. I think everything was like a hour behind in the beginning. Okay, and then what? What was the really? I don't want this to sound like it sounds, but what was the point of the line? Why did you have to wait in line to register rather than just kind of hey, we're here? Kind of. Like um. Start. So yeah, that was kind of a weird thing too. And one thing they definitely should improve on for next year is like some signage because they had a lot of lines and nobody knew what they were for. So you got in line to pay, and with a, a slip of paper, you paid for what you wanted to be in, and then you would go to the next line over and get back in line to actually register for that event after you paid for it. Say, and, that, one uh, more, say that one more time for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got into a big line that wrapped around the entire exhibition center pretty much, and that line was to pay for whatever you wanted to do over the weekend. Okay, and so then, whatever you wanted to do, you had to sign up that day. Or could you uh, sign you up? didn't have to, but you could. Okay. So you could pay for whatever you wanted that day. I was hoping to get into the X-Men slop. Um, they, nothing anywhere anyone read said that that was limited. And so we waited in line the whole time just to sign up for that. And then when we got up there, they said it was full and that they said limit uh, numbers were limited. But I couldn't find that anywhere and no one else saw where it was listed either. So that was a little disappointing. Um, and then I didn't bring a Silver Age team because I was planning on doing that. So I just waited in line for over an hour, probably close to two, just to be told that it was sold out. Um, but then we ended up just paying for our um, Worlds entry on Saturday. Uh, and then after you actually paid for it, then you had to get into another line and tell them what you paid for so they could actually register and put you on the list. Okay, and then didn't didn't you say in our Discord that you also signed up for the Sunday slop event as well? Uh, well, they were doing one on Saturday and Sunday, so they said that I could sign up for one of those. But we're doing team sealed on Saturday, and or no, sorry, we're doing it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, we were doing team sealed on Friday, and then worlds on Saturday. And it kind of felt like a bad woman to kind of sign up for it when you're hoping to make it so i didn't and by the time uh, we were out on saturday night uh, it was already sold out and you, there really is no money back on that if you sign up for it you just, you just kind of eat the cost of the event oh yeah i asked that and they said that no you're just out the money which it was 60 dollars each event you wanted to do so yeah <laughs> i held so, off so yeah like and i heard a couple other people on facebook say it was kind of a rocky start especially with the line so hopefully they improve on that next year uh, was it just kind of like one booth, or were there multiple booths for people to sign up for events and to then pay for those events, or was it just kind of like one? Person it was all just like there? a, it was like a double, um, I don't know, six to eight foot table side by side, and okay. uh, room for I think four people to sit. And was there any kind of pre-registration for it? No, or? that honestly, that's that was one of the biggest things that people said would have been awesome to have. Is just there's no reason why you really shouldn't have been able to sign up for all this stuff online. Yeah. So maybe they um, just they didn't know the showing that they were going to get. So maybe they didn't expect this many people to show up. Maybe that's why they decided to do it this way. I'm not sure. Yeah, and I mean honestly just getting back to this after I think the last one was in two thousand nineteen, right? Yeah. So it could just honestly be have been a rocky start and hopefully things are just smoother next year. 
Yeah. So what did you do Thursday instead? Just kind of, oh, no. So <laughs> before we talk into clicks, you decided to go somewhere and eat. So tell us that story real quick. <laughs> uh, that was also pretty rough. So we went back to the hotel and finally ate after uh, traveling all day. And uh, as soon as we sat down, I guess their fryer was broken, so they only had half of their food items. And then uh, everything kind of just came out cold. It, w- it was just a really, really <laughs> rough first day. Yeah. How long was the flight? Like two hours? Uh, yeah, that was only like two hours because we then, went um, yeah. from Chicago. But then you had a two-hour delay, so it was just like it was one thing on top of another for you. It seemed like. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that whole travel day was just a rough day in general. Yeah, hopefully Florida will be much much better. But um, for those of you who don't know, when Ryan came to Florida last year, he also had a two-hour delay. And then didn't you yeah, sit like did. the tarmac for like two hours also or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It was it was bad luck. <laughs> and Brian's actually on his way to Portland, Oregon on Wednesday for an event up there. Is that by Gun Guy Games again? Yeah. So okay. we're flying out on uh, Wednesday for that, and we got another huge weekend uh, of Hero Clicks planned. So two back to back weekends. Yeah. All right. Well, let's forget about Thursday because that was a rough day. Let's go into Friday. Friday was your team sealed. It was you. Your wife Christine and our buddy in the area Ryan Rios, who made it down there as well, and mm-hmm. they're obviously doing Exoswords. How much it was for the entire team uh, to enter for that? Um, I think it was one seventy, and you got a whole brick to play with. And how were your pulls? Uh, we opened the Mad Jim Jaspers and Roma brick, which um, is a fine brick. It's not necessarily the biggest meanest pieces that you wanted so um that was a little rough but it was nice to actually pull those pieces or at least the mad gym yeah it's he it's like i even told this to ryan when he told me what he pulled like the best prime and the worst format for that prime exactly yeah <laughs> um because i'm did you pull any equipment i didn't see um i believe the only things that we pulled were for war and death so they're uh their swords they come with so yeah there's really no reason to do any kind of swapping with jim because you just want those characters to have them anyways yeah we didn't do any of the swapping we uh we put them on a, a plus seven mystical team with uh, lady roma that actually played really well so you uh, you pulled mad jim you pulled roma and then what were the super rares you pulled um geez what did have uh we got a deadpool super rare and he went on our remaining like good stuff team and then what else did we do i know we got an absalon that did not make the team obviously i don't think he made anybody's team no he's pretty bad it's definitely not one that you want to see if you're pulling stuff I'm trying to remember what you all told me. Uh, me and Ryan chatted a bunch this weekend, so it's probably way back in the chat. But it wasn't really anything super nasty. Like, it wasn't a Nimrod. It wasn't a Hope Summers. Um, it mm, wasn't like, a Summoner. Uh, no, because, we didn't really have a ton of power pieces. Because did Jim count as a super rare for you, or does it count as a prime? I always forget what that was. Um, I don't. In the most recent bricks, I don't think they count as any rarity. I think they're just sprinkled in there, so you could still get a good piece, I think. Did you pull an Abigail Brand? No. Did you pull... You didn't pull Red Root. You didn't pull X-23, Arcade, Monarch, Bay, Captain Britain. Any of those sound familiar? 
I don't think so. Like our plus seven mystical team ended up being Lady Roma, Jim Jaspers, Annie Moonstar, two uh, of the Magics, and then a green and white priestess. Okay, so you and then we you, made you pulled Deadpool and Jasper. I'm just trying to think of what third super rare you could have pulled. Obviously, it wasn't anything amazing. Whiskid. Oh yes, that's what it was. It was Whiskid, okay. and he just didn't fit on any of the teams. Yeah, so it, his, it was a little rough. His power is mostly for armor robots, and there's not a ton in here, but there's definitely not enough to be like um, a theme with it or not. Yeah. not there are not many X Men that are soldiers for him. Um, and then uh, talk. Let's before we talk about your teams, let's talk about your guys' thought process while you were building teams. So, what's kind of the strategy you guys went with? Did you have one person kind of be the leader? Did you um, put all the meta pieces on one team? What was the kind of the strategy you guys? Because you had like what fifteen minutes to make your three teams. Uh, we had thirty, but honestly, when you have three people talking and a whole booster to open and just gather all the pieces i think 45 minutes would have been a little bit better uh most of the teams were still they didn't write anything down on their build sheets yet like we were still picking maps when people were moving tables so i i think definitely we need more time when it comes to a full brick and three teams being made out of it um but what we did was i've played sealed a lot with both my wife and with uh, uh ryan rios and so we kind of just started putting together an X-Men team and then seeing what else we had and uh, how we could maybe use Jim Jaspers and uh, Roma, which aren't the best pieces in Sealed. So um, we figured a plus seven team with Mystical was good enough, and he did really good with it. That's the one that uh, Ryan played, uh, Rios. And um, I knew my wife would do pretty good with an X-Men team, so we kind of built the X-Men team first and just started looking at all the X-Men pieces. And then you and then, ended uh, up going with War, Death, and I forget the other pieces you had in your team. So that, uh, this is where we I wish we had a little bit more time because we started kind of just throwing some of the better stuff in an area. And I was thinking that both War and Death get that plus one to attack and defense uh, if they're on the same team, not just to steal energy. So I figured without – we didn't get like prob or leadership or um, – proper leadership on this team so that definitely hurt me a lot of the games did you pull a rare apocalypse or no no that would have been great to pull yeah. even like the uh yeah, the danger room construct one because then war and death would have got that bump as well yeah and then i would have been a little bit more safe <laughs> yeah but it was very prone to uh, like there was a ton of teams without wit that definitely hurt a lot uh did you kind of glance at any of the other teams out there like did anybody pull a saturnine did anybody pull an, an apocalypse chase things like that that were they just got super lucky with pulling those or not really because neither a saturnine or an apocalypse apocalypse team made it to the finals so i i kind of thought that maybe if one of those was pulled it was almost a guarantee that they go but apparently not if not one was pulled um, yeah, I think a lot of the matches were relatively even. We uh, we won our first game, and then our second game, um, we lost to the uh, the team that won it all, and they had Chase Splink on their team. Yep. Uh, and then our third game, we won. They didn't. I don't think they had anything big on their team either. Um, they had a bay, I believe. Uh, and then the. Um, team we played i don't think they had anything that spectacular either 
Uh, and then we won that one. And then we went on to uh, top 16. We were placed 12th. Uh, and then we played the um, the guys that came in second, and uh, and they got us too. So. Yeah, so the two teams you uh, – the, the first team you lost against was the We Don't Talk About Bruno team, which was Anthony Bruno, Azarus Strife, and I apologize. I don't know the third member of their team. And mm-hmm. then the other team was Lucas Van Hollen, a Phoenix Next team, I forget what the other guy's name is. Not Jay Major. Uh, I can see his face. Um, sorry. Josafa was player C. Josafa. And um, I forget the other guy's name. But, uh, yeah, at least you lost to the people that got in the finals. So that's something to say. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what did um, – did you play against Lucas or did Ryan or did your wife? Um, I played against Lucas, and well, my wife played against Josefa. What did Lucas play? Because I was trying to look at his team in some of the videos and the snapshots, but I couldn't see what he played. So they actually pulled the same brick as us. Oh, and, really? <laughs> uh, they did not play Lady Roma, though. Uh, Lucas played an X-Men team. Okay. But uh, you got the top 16, which is huge. That's awesome. Yeah, that's where all the, the prizing started, which was nice. And uh, what did you guys walk away with uh, for Team Sealed? Um, for Team Sealed, it was a Zatanna um, that they just started throwing into the Battle Royales. Um, all four Plastic Man objects. The um, So we got the uh, Old Man Hawkeye, uh, the 1 million BC of uh, Phoenix, a Pixie, a Quicksilver, uh, the old Gladiator that came around that same time, uh, Batman and Jaro. And I think there's a couple of other older ones too that we got. So it was a it was a pretty good win. And you each got one of those, or was it kind of your? Yeah, it was a full okay. uh, th- three of everything that we split up between all of us. All right, and then uh, in we go to Saturday, which was the big one, which uh, which is with sorry, which was the 300 point modern. What did you actually? I when you posted your team in Discord, I thought that was pretty clever, but apparently a lot of other people did too, even though you never announced it because you played a couple mirror matches of this team. But, yeah, uh, apparently what was your team? a lot of people. <laughs> um, so I ended up playing uh, the Legacy uh, Colossal Apocalypse, the Doctor Doom that can switch into the other Dooms, Scarab, Venom, Magneto, and uh, Mad Jim. All right, so you're a plus five ruler. Hmm. And how did your day go? Um, well, the uh, <laughs> there was 168 people that played, and 108 people got the buy first round. So there's probably a better way to figure that out next year as well, because um, everyone that got the buy started with 300 points and a one and all record. Was, uh, and then did you get a first round buy or no? Yeah, you did. Okay. Um. So I started. Uh, Round two with uh, 300 points in a 1-0. and uh, And then uh, all I played all day, though, for the next five rounds was Apocalypse and Thanos. So my second match, or the first match that I actually played uh, was a an Apocalypse mirror match. Our only difference was the five-point item that we started with on the map. Which was what? Uh, I had the Radioactive Clay, and they had the um, Cloak. I definitely should have made room for that and switched it out because that costed me five points in the beginning of the match because the clay is destructible and uh, the cloak is not. Really? I did not, I did not know that. Okay. And you ended up winning? 
Um, I did end up pulling that one out. Um, I only got 40 points, so that was my biggest thing. Was is really really hard to get points in the current meta for a lot of the teams that I played. Um, yeah, there is a lot of don't die right now with all the Thanoses and Apocalypses out there. Yeah, there's just a ton of barrier too that really make it hard to maneuver. All right, and who do you remember who that first game was against? Um, so his name is Zach Pruitt. He's out in uh, the Oregon area also okay. on the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so you're going into round three, two and zero oh, with 340 points, and then who do you face in the third round? So then I get set up with a Thanos, uh, and it was similar with uh, just all the support piece burying up and then Thanos in the middle, and uh, I started off five points down, so I had to do something in the middle of the match and uh, finally got an opportunity to throw my Doom out. I hit my Flurry, and uh, both hits uh, super sensed out of, so then I lost my Doom. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how that happens. <laughs> uh, and who was that against? Uh, someone named Ant. Ant, okay. Uh, so going in the fourth round, you're two and one with. Did you score any points that round? No, I uh, actually knocked his. I I hit him pretty hard. His Thanos. Uh, I perplexed up my Apocalypse's speed and uh, actually charged him out. Hit him and uh, hit a six on blades and then hit him with three more of the bystanders. And I got him to um, whatever click is his last click with toughness right before his actual last click that has the regen on it. And then uh, he went and in a corner and put a bunch of barrier and smoke cloud up and then they t- called time yeah uh so then round four you're going in two and one who do you mm-hmm. who do you face and what was his name i was a player named dylan and it was another thanos matchup pretty similar um just thanos and support with some barrier and uh i was able to get i believe a couple objects ko'd and then uh, right before time was called, I did another charge with Apocalypse and punched the Molecule Man for 30 points. So you only got 30 points that last time? Um, I got 50 total. I don't 50. remember what the other 20 points were from. Uh, I don't remember so, if I killed something else. So that was round four. So you're 3-1. and one. The only problem is you only have like 470 points. So uh, 390. 390 <laughs> going in. Yeah. Was it five rounds or six rounds? Six rounds. Six rounds. So... Uh, not quite done yet, so you're going into round five. What'd you play and who'd you play? Uh, round five was a third Thanos team in a row now. And uh, it was still it was getting pretty close to time, and I was able to get some objects in the beginning with Scarab uh, to get, tw- uh, what, 20 points. And then right as I was hypersonicking into, uh, right before I was able to call the action, I perplexed up the attack uh, to kill the Hope. They called time. And so uh, I wasn't able to get the extra 40 points for her. So I won that one and was 4-1, and one, but only got 20 points. So I was at four, like 410, I think. Do you remember who you played that round five? Uh, I was uh, a player named Callan. Okay. So, yeah, you're, tech, you're right now 4-1. and one. You have 410 mm-hmm. points, 420, whatever <laughs> it is. So you need a win. Yes. It's, 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 if you lose, you're probably out. But you need a win. And then how did round six go? Uh, so round six, I played uh, Ed Arnold Berkovitz, and he had pretty much the same mirror match team. Uh, but he actually kept his DJ Doom in, and uh, I hit him first with my Scarab. He did a super sense out of it. He hit me with his Scarab, and I super sensed out of it. And then we kind of just did a little bit of dancing back and forth until uh, time was called. 
And uh, so that was a zero zero loss. Yeah. So it it seems like the the whole weekend was a super sense rollout for a lot of people. And you know, it obviously it does happen, but I saw even during the finals game, which we'll talk about tomorrow, it seemed like there were a lot of super senses rollouts this weekend. Yeah, that's pretty big right now. So yeah, you lost. Um obviously you're not getting into top thirty two being four and two with four hundred and ten points. There were some four and twos that made it, but they had obviously a lot more points. So it sounds really the biggest problem you had was and Thanos and Apocalypse aren't really don't die, they're just really hard to kill. Yeah, and they're not giving up their support support pieces. So it's just it's not an easy matchup to get points on any of them. So I got all my points really from my buy. Otherwise, it was just uh, it was apocalypse, Thanos, 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 apocalypse. Yeah. So it just sounds like you had just some rough matchups. Um, like you didn't play an X Men team where you could just wipe a bunch of points out. Uh, it was just kind of bad matchups on your part. Yeah. No Fantastic Four. No scientists. Nothing at all. What would you say the percentage of teams were Apocalypse and Thanos? 70%? Um, honestly, that could be pretty fair because there was definitely plenty of games where I looked to my left and my right and there was at least one Apocalypse or Thanos on either side. Yeah. Um, so that was Saturday. And then what did you guys end up doing Sunday? Uh, Sunday we just did a... Uh, we packed up because we had a full brick from the sealed event to pack up and uh, our teams and everything to pack up. And then uh, we went and did a battle royale before we uh, took a shuttle back to the uh, the airport to head home. So you did miss, kind of simple, just one battle royale Sunday and then headed out. Yeah, I mean, really what makes the, the whole weekend is really just seeing all the players that you talk to throughout the year. So that was really the best part. So we kind of went over there too just to talk to everyone one last time before we went home. Okay, very cool. And we still had a free uh, Battle Royale ticket, so we used that. And then how would you say the overall experience was? Um, There's definitely a lot of hiccups, but, I mean, everyone's just... It's fun to just be at the event and see everyone, so it wasn't enough bad things that I wouldn't want to go back next year, but there's definitely a lot of stuff to kind of still work on. Yeah, and I, I think the thing that a lot of people like about Worlds is it's just... Excuse me, it's just Heroclix. It's not a big convention where every other realtor and game is out there. It's strictly a hall that is rented out by WizKids. They're the one that's running it, and it's WizKids all day for four days, and that's it. So I, like I said, am definitely planning on going next year. I'm going to make sure it works. I'm really bummed out that I missed it. How was the uh, convention center, the venue, that they rented out for it. Pretty nice, spacious. Yeah, it was pretty big. The um, It had like a big uh, lobby area, and then you go into, I don't know, like a center, like big warehouse type area, uh, and that led into a second room where all where most of the playing was. It was kind of split up between the registration desk, the, uh, sh- the pop-up shop to buy stuff, and all the Battle Royale tab- uh, tables. And then you went into a separate room where all of the uh, the bigger events, uh, like the Team Sealed, the Silver Age event, and the uh, actual 300 Modern was all held. Okay. And uh, how did you do in the Battle Royale before I forget? Um, I came in, I only did two. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Battle Royale, so I came in fourth in my first one that I did, and then first in the last one I did before we left. Okay, nice. Did you guys pull anything decent in those? 
No, it was uh, four rares in, on both the times I played. Oh, jeez. That's the worst in Battle Royale. You hope at least there's one super rare or something like that. Yeah, there was nothing anyone wanted on either of them. So. <laughs> but no, that that's going to be kind of the quick podcast tonight. Uh, Ryan actually played clicks today at his local venue. He can't get enough of it. Um, <laughs> so, And then he's leaving uh, Wednesday to play more clicks, and then he's got the, like I said, the slop event month two at his venue next week, and then he's got the slop event at my venue the following week. So tons of more clicks coming Ryan's way. Yeah, there's no stopping. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you maybe want to tell people, take away from Worlds in case they're kind of debating on whether they want to go next year? Um, I think still the more people you can get, the better. I think overall most people would go back, and I think a lot of people, given more time, would be able to go this next time next year. So hopefully they announce that way in advance. I don't think they announced it while we were there. Um, but overall the turnout for Team Sealed I think was 57 teams. And for the actual um, 300 modern was 168 people, so that was pretty good. Yeah, I th- and like you said, I think one of the biggest hiccups they could have had was just announce Worlds much, much earlier in the year, not five weeks before it happens. Because I think that's right. about the time. Because at least for my job, and like because I do weddings on the weekend, I get weddings, you know, a year to whatever, a couple months in advance, not five so if it's just falls on a day that i have a wedding there's no way i can go so if there's any way that they can announce that and maybe they weren't sure if they could hold out worlds this year because they weren't sure with you know policies and stuff like that so maybe they just finally um, made that decision the five weeks ago and they just then announced it rather than kind of because i guess what i heard too is they weren't even supposed to go to uh, gen con and they did oh really okay yeah uh, real quick, last question before we go. How did um, purchasables go? How did that work out? Uh, well, they did not get their two of the bigger ones that everyone wanted, which was Death Metal, Wonder Woman, and Ashley Barton didn't even make it on day one. And then they sold out of Phoenix, I believe, day one. And then... That was Thursday, and then so Friday morning, I think the, a little bit more Phoenix, the the Warp World Phoenix, came in with the Death Metal Wonder Woman and Ashley Barton, and Phoenix sold out pretty quick for the rest of the weekend, and then the next day on Saturday, I believe Wonder Woman, I think Wonder Woman sold out both days. She got there on Friday, they sold out, and then they got more in the next day, I believe. Okay, and how did they go about how you? buy the Bibles because like Gen Con if you guys don't know which I'm sure you guys heard me talk about it is that you show up early apparently at like 2.30 a.m. get your ticket and then they give you time slots to go in and get the Bibles you want how do they do it at Worlds on day one you just they (laughs) they had a line and then you got in line you gave them a a verbal list of what you wanted. They hand wrote it on a piece of scrap paper and then they called you to let you know when they pulled it all in a bag. Then you had to go back in line and pick it up and pay for it with whatever uh, way you were paying cash or credit. There was different lines for that as well. So it was kind of like curbside pickup where you put your order in, they put it together and then you go pay for it. 
Yeah, and they had a limit of two, which I feel like they held to pretty well, but I heard a couple people say they were thinking that other people were buying them too, or more of, so I don't know, though. And did you like the that system, or did it run smoothly? How would you rate that? Uh, I guess it was okay. I, again, I think that you should be able to kind of just no reason to not do everything online at this point. So just being able to at least day one say everything that you want is, is not even not even the purchasables, but even the events that you want. Just to click and pay for everything online makes so much more sense than waiting in line to do all that stuff now. Yeah, I kind of almost wish they would do like an on. I'm, I'm not sure how much work it would be, but you know. It's kind of like a, an Amazon cart. You check the ones you want, you put a limit on it, and then they just have the bag there ready for you, whether you paid for it there or you paid for it online. You know, you show them a receipt or something like that. That way you really don't have to worry about long lines or anything like that. So, And then I guess what they could do is if they have extras, then they could limit it to two per person or something like that after – you buy them online. I'm not sure the correct system, but that's just a thought. Yeah, I mean, anything where you can just, like, pre-do everything online, that seems a lot simpler than what they did, but I don't know. I yeah. don't control that stuff. It's it's really hard to run an event this big that smoothly, especially since they haven't done it in two years, but it sounds like, for the most part, they ran it pretty well, uh, and I do give them kudos for running worlds. Like I said, we we, tr- we try not to dwell on the negative things because there's always going to be negative things. It's better to talk about the positive things, which I think there were more than that. Uh, yeah, like I said, it definitely isn't stopping us from going next year. Overall, it was good, um, but there's definitely things to work on for next year. Yeah, I think once they start getting into that rhythm and start getting to more events, uh, like if they go to Origins next year and Gen Con, they'll kind of get back in that rhythm. But yeah. uh, that is going to be it for tonight's podcast. Like I said, tomorrow we will talk more with Dan and the Clickstads about all the events that happen at Worlds. We'll talk about teams. We'll talk about the winners and everything like that. But I just want to get Ryan on here quick to kind of give us his perspective on how Worlds went. And um, hopefully next year we can get more of the Clicksing It crew down there to hopefully get some uh, top 16s in both the events. But, Ryan, I want to thank you for joining us tonight, and I'm glad you guys had a good experience down there. Yeah, thanks for uh, getting me on here again. So until tomorrow, everybody, make sure you guys are staying safe out there. Uh, Congratulations to all the winners, which we will mention tomorrow. And as always, make sure you guys are staying safe out there.